welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams. I'm a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about making decisions. How are you? I'm good. So what about this decision-making thing? Do you, how do you feel about making decisions? You know, in general, I feel like I'm a pretty decisive person, kind of, sort of. <laughs> well, I can't decide. Except yeah, in deciding yeah, whether or not knows. you're good at making decisions. <laughs> but in general, I feel like I've gotten better at it. But sometimes, uh, well, most of the time I get really easily overwhelmed when there are a whole lot of choices. Give me a choice of two things, I can decide pretty quickly with confidence without worrying about it. But when I have a ton of stuff to decide between, among, between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, yeah. Um, I have a really hard time. And, and so my latest issue is television. Because I love watching television. and I, <laughs> I know. Yes. And I'm unashamed of it. And I got rid of cable years ago, which seemed like a huge thing because I watched so much TV. But, you know, I did my research and I learned um, about streaming things through various services. Mm-hmm. So that was however long ago, a long time ago. And now... Yeah, it was quite a while just, ago. It, yeah. There are so many things coming through the services I have, so many choices that it's not like in the old days where you would like flip through the cable and there were 75 channels and nothing was on. It's not like that. There's tons of stuff I'd like to watch. I just can't decide what to watch. Right. Well, and also you can watch it at any time, anywhere. Right. So it's not like, you know, oh, if you want to watch ER, you have to watch it at nine o'clock on Thursdays. Remember how exciting Thursday nights used to be? I know. Thursdays were awesome. Yeah. Now it's just all the time in him. Although tonight I'll be watching live the season finale of American Ninja Warrior, my favorite summer TV show. And I will be watching it. And if Bix, my dog, comes in the room and makes the antenna connection go wonky, he will be Uh expelled from the room. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's intense. Yeah, it's happened. <laughs> he has to go have time out. He goes in the kitchen with his dad, who hates American Ninja Warrior. I mean, his dad's not; in, he's in his office, off the kitchen. But um, uh-huh. yeah, so uh, so yeah, so now I I like to watch TV. I like to do things while I'm watching TV, like knit, or these days I'm writing postcards. And um, so I. Finally, what I, how I'd handle it is I eliminate all the options. I pick a show, and I just watch it every time I watch TV. It makes very crazy <laughs> every time you watch it. It's on so you, yeah. you just binge watch. Whatever. You just choose something, and then that's what you watch. Right. <clears throat> yes. So right now I'm watching, re-watching Parenthood. Um, mm, I love that show. I know. And it was, it's, I think, five seasons or something. I'm on, 
I'm yeah, only it's in quite a lot now. Yeah, so that's enjoyable. I was, I am watching the West Wing as well, but I'm watching it in concert with the West Wing weekly podcast. So I'm caught up to the podcast. So now I wait. I only watch one episode a week because they are doing wow one episode a week of the podcast. So I'm that's that's like very. Um, well, I can't. What's the opposite of um, the other word? I can't think of. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a good podcast when we can't come up with words. No, my yeah. God. Uh, I don't know. What were you going to say? Old school? Well it's, or? well, it's old school. But I was thinking of like you know when you binge watch, you like get instant gratification, oh, yeah. and you're like really you know you're you're doing the old school one episode a week thing. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to the West Wing Weekly podcast, which That's sort I of heartily fun. recommend. Yeah, I did like it when I could binge watch, binge watch, and binge listen. Um, but mm-hmm. now that I'm caught up, I have no choice. Because yeah. if I wa- if I binge finish watching West Wing, then I won't remember anything for the right. when I listen to the podcast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what's working for me. Just narrowing down the options. I, if I mm-hmm. if I flip around too much, like it gets scattered, and I can't remember one thing from the next right i remember going um to the store i think it was like a grocery store when i was in when i was going to school for a semester in washington dc and and a friend of mine that i had there would like look at all the options and say i wish we lived in the soviet union (laughs) (laughs) because you know then you would have two things to choose from right (laughs) and it's just i mean you know there's there's a lot to, that we don't need to really get into about that particular phrase, but <laughs> right. I think we sort of get the idea of like, you know, sometimes it's nice to just have a couple choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need five brands of cornflakes from which to choose. Right. Right. Yeah, so choices are big. Uh, narrowing choices are big for me, which is one reason uh, I think, definitely one reason I enjoy a minimalist wardrobe, a capsule wardrobe where I only don't have much to choose from only things I like Um, yeah yeah well and I think that's I think that's an important thing to pay attention to is you know we all have only so much decision decision making capacity in a day Mm -hmm. and to save that for the things that matter as opposed to things like what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear right um, seems really important or useful at any rate yeah, what you're going to watch on TV, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know. That's important. <laughs> but decision <laughs> fatigue is a real thing, and, and yeah. that's why they wear us down at the uh, car dealership and ask us about our extended warranty, the very last thing, when all they right. want to do is say, yes, get me out of here. Yeah. 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 Do you have trouble yeah. with decisions? I used to really struggle with decisions because I'd always, especially like... Well, actually anything. I was going to say like when I was buying something, um, but really with anything, I would always want to optimize my decision. Like I would want the best possible thing that worked for every circumstance. And And maybe you got a good deal on it too, ideally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't, you you want a good deal. I I always, I always um, have been attracted to things that are like multi-purpose and like work for many things um but what would happen a lot of times is that i would get so overwhelmed 
by all the options and possibilities that I would make no decision, which is actually, you know, a decision in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Or um, I'd like just sort of throw up my hands and get something and then, you know, more often than not end up regretting it. Um, I did that with uh, a car that I actually still have. Oh. <laughs> um, re- you know, remember Booker? He was my Great Dane, who was huge. You and guys, I, he was the biggest dog you've ever seen. He was Marmaduke. <laughs> he was unbelievably he was, huge. Yeah, he was really huge. And um, I, he grew out of, I bought an SUV for him. I had a really <laughs> nice car when I got him as a puppy. And then I got an SUV um, because, you know, the car I knew wasn't going to work for long. And so I like researched what SUVs were the tallest SUVs. And so I ended up getting an Isuzu Trooper. And um, and actually that was a good example of how I make decisions now. I figure out what's most important. Um, I need something that has at least 40 inches of clearance in the back <laughs> so that he could get in and out of it. And, um, and then that was sort of, that was the main thing I had to figure out. And then I wanted to like like it and not have it be a minivan. Um, mm-hmm. And so I ended up buying that car. And then after Booker passed away and I didn't need it anymore, um, I could get a smaller car because obviously it was a really big SUV. I could have gotten a smaller car that got better gas mileage. And, and then I started you know, going through all these possibilities of what I could get. And then I ended up getting nothing. (laughs) And because there were too many choices, there were too many choices. And I bought that car 18 years ago. And used, didn't you? I bought it used. Yeah, Yeah, it's a it's a 99. Uh Um, I bought it used um it was it was just a year old so and the person had like barely driven it but they got a new job and got a company car so they didn't need it anymore Mm. um but i kept driving it for many many years booker died in 2004 (laughs) right he died 14 years ago (laughs) Yeah. Um, and the reason you kept driving it was it because you loved it and it got great gas mileage? <laughs> <laughs> it was a big SUV, so no. I mean, I did. it did end up being a useful car because it was useful. It's a great car to drive to the mountain and drive in snow and to drive on, you know, gravel roads and four-wheel drive. And so, you know, it, it did serve its purposes over time, but... You know, there were still plenty of times where it would have been nice to just have a smaller, more um, fuel-efficient car. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just, I never could make that decision, and so I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all sort of working out, but... Was there perfectionism involved in that lack of decision-making? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. because, you know, it was like... it. W- I could have gotten a Prius, I could get a Leaf, I could get, you know, I was thinking about like all these fantastic cars I could get, but then I couldn't decide like, did I want something that was like sort of sporty? Was I more interested in good gas mileage? Did I want just a smaller SUV? And and trying to find the like perfect car <laughs> meant that I didn't get any car. Right. 
Wow. And you don't drive this Trooper now, though, right? Uh, I do not drive it now. It actually has spent the last, I don't know, three or four years parked at in the pasture at my mom's house. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> you sold that house, though. Where is it now? We sold that house, and so now the Trooper is sitting on the street in front of our house. What? Um, Why don't you sell it? Because we have a new driver coming up. Oh, oh, great. So your new driver yeah. is, what, 15 right now? Uh, he will be 15 in a month and a half. So by the time he's 16, the car will be 20. Yeah. Right? He's going to drive a and, car But you know what? Him. That's great. It's, we can't really sell it for anything. Oh. And if he does anything to it, mm-hmm. who cares? <laughs> He'll total it really easily, won't he? If he gets yeah. in any kind of accident. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. You know, I approach car buying so differently. I come up. I have no problem deciding what I want, and then I have a parameter. For me, it's always the fact I have a small garage, which limits right. the choices. Boom, it's done. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and that's the that's the key to good decision, or not necessarily good decision making, but. I, you know, I think better decision making and easier decision making is to come up with the parameters that matter the most. Right. And, right. And then using, you know, figuring out a couple of resources that you trust and going from there. And that, you know, that's in terms of like buy, buying things or really, I'm trying to think of like what kind of decisions um, well, it, it, it doesn't work Well, I think work it apl- also applies to... Um, like my organizing clients who are I, who have to make a lot of decisions when I'm working with them because yeah. we're decluttering. So we, we typically try to come up with some parameters around which to base those decisions. Right, right. Oh, and that reminds me of a um, closet cleaning um, strategy that I have employed over the years because I get really, really overwhelmed by making those kinds of decisions, as you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and decluttering and getting rid of things and um, it's I find it very stressful and um, uh, so what I would do is I would to clean out my closet I would pick three things that I knew that I absolutely wanted to keep and three things that I knew that I wanted to get rid of so I'd go for the easy decisions mm-hmm. and then I would do that until it wasn't it wasn't an easy decision like if I was sort of struggling then I would stop and then I would come back to it later you know in a day or a week or whatever and do it again and there were always easy decisions when I restarted right and so I know you've told me about that before but I'd forgotten that's a really smart strategy because you're just recalibrating when you start again then okay let's find the three ones things I'll let go of Right, yep. you're just starting back. You, yep. you put everything you just, back in the in the mix. Well, so like with you, my closet, what I would do is I would clear out an area, sort of at the front of the closet, you know, an empty area, and then the three things that I wanted to keep, I'd put there, mm-hmm. and then the three things I want to get up, rid of, then I, you know, put them in the goodwill bag or whatever, and then I would just do that. And so the things that I decided that I definitely wanted, I wouldn't go back through those. Got it. That makes sense. Right. So it's yeah. just the ones either that you either that you hadn't decided on yet. Right. 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 Um, that's excellent. Yeah, and that's another thing. You know, like to to. Um, for any kind of decluttering thing, I will, you know, 
find what are three things that I can put away, you know, if I have a spot that's gotten like really cluttered, three things I can put away right now, three things I can throw away or give away or whatever. And just, and not, it's like when I start getting down into the things that are harder decisions that it get, it quickly gets overwhelming for me. And, and then I really struggle with it and then it's no fun and I don't feel good about my decisions. And so you just stop before you get to that point yep. of misery and then you, yep. I guess you do it frequently enough well you have such a good evening routine that things get put away so it's not a yeah I don't think this doesn't have to it's not like you're going through a giant mountain of clutter three six items at a time but, <laughs> um, no right yeah that's that's good and it's interesting to me that three is your magic number yeah well it seemed that seems like a um you know, it's pretty easy, like, well, because you can sort of look at things and see three things at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it has really worked for me. But that's the, um, uh, like, keeping decisions easy, that is really key for me. Like, if it starts feeling really complicated and... Um, like I'm trying to convince myself to do a particular thing or choose a particular thing. Like the more reasons I try, I come up with on why I should or shouldn't do something or buy something or whatever decision it is I'm trying to make. Um, th- that is a big clue to me that it's a no for yeah. now. For now. Yeah. So if you're talking about a purchase, for example, or an activity, that kind of thing you're talking about, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and yeah, so, or, um, uh, you know, should I do this thing or that thing? Should I, you know, create this program in my business or should I spend my time doing that thing? Or, um, uh, you know, there, it's, any any decision really like the more i realize that i'm trying to convince myself that it's something i should do then the more i should realize that it's not a definite yes right because of the resistance mm -hmm. right right and it's like you know it's like trying to convince somebody to do something they don't want to do right yeah. Nobody likes that. Right. Sometimes you'll all resist something and then decide to do it, and I still have resistance. But usually for me it would be because it's whatever I have to do to implement it isn't fun, isn't enjoyable. But boy, right. that sen- But then I get a great sense of relief when it's done, and then I know, okay, that was, or at least I hope I know, that was the right yeah. decision. Well, and I guess the, the way to sort of know if, if, it is something that you really want to proceed on, even if it's taking a lot of effort to get started with it, is to think about what it is you're hoping to gain from doing this thing or buying this thing. You know, what, why do you want to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, why does it matter to you? And then, you know, what are, what are the qualities that you're hoping to gain or the experience that you're hoping to gain from doing this thing or, or buying this or, you know, whatever the decision is to be made. Um, and, 
then checking in with yourself to see if it really will get you there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking like so, one thing I'm, what's that? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking about like exercise. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you want to exercise because you want to feel healthy and strong in your body. You want to, you know, have a healthy, strong body for years to come. And, you know, but your mind can spend a lot of time talking yourself out of doing exercise. Mm-hmm. But when you pay attention to the reason why it matters to you, then it's then you recognize that the, all of that is excuses. That's not like valid reasons of you trying, like why you shouldn't do it. Right, because probably no one actually, if they think about it, thinks they shouldn't exercise uh, if they can exercise, right. if they're physically able. Yeah, now that's a great example. Right. It's a great example, yeah. Um, I was just going to say it all goes back to that theme that comes up every week, even though we don't write it down, which is get in touch with what's important to you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's so true. It makes such a big difference when you know that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that's the thing is that like you know when thinking back to that car decision, had I thought about like what was most important to me, and then made the decision to buy the car that meets that mm-hmm. it would have been a it would have been a pretty easy decision um, <laughs> what would the decision have been do you know i think i probably would have just gotten a prius yeah think of all the money you'd have saved on gas however you also oh, saved money thanks janine no no but wait <laughs> but that you probably would have spent more money on prius than you spent on gas uh yeah yeah I'm by, sure I would by have. By never getting rid of this car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you won't have to buy um, your new driver a uh, new car. A car. So, right. Yeah. It, economically, right. it worked out probably just fine. Yeah. It's it's working out fine. But, um, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's sort of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. <laughs> when, when you boil it down that way. So that's a really good lesson. And sometime, perhaps, we should talk about, do an episode about, how to know what's important to you yeah how to find well you know the one way Mm -hmm. is something i think we maybe have talked about on a previous episode and that is sort of a a sneaky decision making strategy which is to flip a coin oh right right yeah and it's it's not so much that you know you have a an A or B decision to make and you flip a coin and then you just do whatever it says. It's paying attention to that space right before the coin lands and right after it lands and noticing how you feel about it. Right. And if you're excited, then that's a, then there's your answer. And if yep. you're disappointed or if you're, in, if you're afraid it's going to be tails or whatever, that's your right. answer. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're, you know, whatever you're hoping, you really, you know, pay attention to that moment where you are hoping that it lands on one side or the other. And then your response to whichever side it lands on. And then you have your answer. And also, if you don't really have any kind of emotional response either way, you still have your answer because then you could just go with whatever it landed on. Because it doesn't matter. Right, right. (laughs) 
But if it does matter, ignore what the coin tells you and just do the newly discovered, make the newly discovered decision. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. I think I remember doing that when I was a kid. Like, it made, it's always made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just, I feel like it's like a sort of a fun, sneaky way to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you do have to pay attention to yourself when you're, yeah. when you're doing it. Yeah. Um, right. But, you know, I was just, I was thinking about, um, like I used to really struggle with what to order when I was out. At a restaurant. At a restaurant, Yeah. <laughs> you knew where I was going with that food. <laughs> um, and I was thinking about that in this context of decision making. And that's one of the things where I think about what kind of food experience I want to have. Do I, and usually it starts with do I want something like cool and fresh or do I want something like warm and hearty? Uh huh. And then, and then that guides me because, like, you know, if I want something that's sort of cool and fresh, then I'll probably get like a salad or ice um, cream. If I want, or <laughs> <laughs> ice cream does not taste fresh to me. Oh, just cool, just cool. Yeah, <laughs> sorbet. Yes, sorbet is cool and fresh. <laughs> um, uh, but so you know, and I just have a little bit of a decision tree. You know, so I know what part of the menu to look at. Mm-hmm. Because if I look at the whole menu, then it's too many choices and I get overwhelmed. Are you doing this consciously? Are you like sitting um, down and saying, what I, do I feel like? And yeah, I guess you are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even, I don't have to like, okay, it's time for me to do my little process to figure out what I want to eat. But like I look at a menu. No, (laughs) (laughs) No, I pull out a little card out my wallet. (laughs) It's laminated. (laughs) Check off the boxes. (laughs) But it's like, but that's what I think. Like before, um, you know, depending on if I have any say in where we go to eat, I've already sort of thought about part of, you know, sort of the basic of that. Mm of and then and then I know like you know oh should I just look at the entree salads or should I look at the you know meat entrees or should I look at you know what if I'm not that hungry maybe I'll get an appetizer or two for my meal or you know whatever but that I sort of start at that higher level before I look at the menu I don't look at the menu and say what looks good Uh uh-huh and I find that I I don't think I typically give it much thought but I find almost especially in a new menu that yeah. the first thing I land on like oh uh-huh. that sounds good then I always feel like I need to look at the whole menu 95% of the time I go I get that first thing yeah that I might as well just not spend any time looking at the menu <laughs> but, uh, and then if I keep going back to that place and I liked it the first that one thing that first time I always get it and it makes very crazy <laughs> uh, he thinks I should get something different every time. And when I do, just to placate him, then I'm typically disappointed. I do the same thing. You do? Usually yeah, you're, I will, you're like Barry, not like me. So I'm glad to hear this. I know. So, you know, that there are things that were different about mm-hmm. Barry and I yeah. that are different. 
(laughs) Um, But yeah, when I find something I like, I want to get it over and over again because I like it and I know that I like it. Yeah, one time I was at a conference in uh, Columbus and I went to the same restaurant two nights in a row and I got the same thing two nights in a row. It was so good. (laughs) Of course, you and I went to a movie, the same movie two nights in a row once, remember? (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it was so good. I can't even remember what it was, but it was very funny. <laughs> it was funny. Was it? Was it knocked up? I think it was knocked up. Yeah. <laughs> Just tickled our funny bones. Um, and we probably ate the same thing before the movie. Before <laughs> we probably did, yeah. Uh, what about um, at the risk of meandering too far in the food decision making? Do you yeah. have, do you have tra- strategies for selecting a restaurant? Because I find that harder than selecting what to eat on a menu. Well, um, so it depends on, I don't have a good strategy. Let me just start by saying that. But it depends on um, who I'm going with and how much the decision is mine. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, yeah. But I... I sort of start the same way, like, well, do I want, you know, this kind of feeling or that kind of feeling? You know, do I want to eat this kind of food or that kind of food? And so, and it, and it usually, it almost always for me is like, do I want like an entree salad or do I want, you know, something else? Mm-hmm. Um, for but me, I'll, I will I'll, have proximity will be part of it too, right? I, I mean, yeah. I was just trying to limit the choices. So I try to pick right. a part of town or something. Right. Well, yeah, we have sort of everything yeah, within walking true. distance. Yeah, so. your house, that doesn't help, right? No. <laughs> like, we can go anywhere. <laughs> um, and if we wanted to pick another part of town, you would also pretty much have any option. Right. Yeah, you live in a nice um, food, foodie town. Yeah, I do. I do. But, um, you know, usually it's the the dinner conversation of us you know where do you want to go to eat and it's like a trick question because mike already knows what he wants Mm. um or he um has a good idea but or he doesn't know um but he's just looking for something to sort of narrow his choices so he so he can make a decision (laughs) Does he say you decide, or he says where do you want to? Does he, he says where do you want to go? Yeah, he says what what do you want for dinner? And then you say X, and does he say okay, or does he say no, or mm, probably about eighty percent he says no. Yeah, it drives me. He's crazy. like, oh, I'd rather have blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So I. It helps if I remember that that's just his process. Exactly. <laughs> and if I feel strongly about something and I said, well, you know, I really want this, he would say, okay. Right. Uh, yeah, I, Barry will say, it's up to you. And then I'll say a place and he'll say, mm, no. It, 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 <laughs> it makes me nuts. Yeah. Although yeah. last, yesterday, about four o'clock, we were in the kitchen. He looked at the clock and I said, thighs and fries which is Sunday nights at this restaurant we go to they have chicken thighs and fries and uh-huh. uh, that's what he was going to say <laughs> and oh. he said yes and that's where oh, we that's, went <laughs> so that's that was fun just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. every now and then we're on the same wavelength 
Yeah. Um, and if you're in St. Louis, by the way, people, it's Planter's House that has thighs and fries. You've been there, Shannon. Um, and it's very good. I don't know if you remember oh, going to Planter's I've, House, but it, I do it remember didn't have going thighs there. and fries. Yeah. And it's really quite good. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, this is it's interesting how our discussion of decision making has started out with cars and his. Landed on restaurants, food. And food. Yeah. yeah, interesting. But I think we've woven in some, um, you know, strategies that, that apply to lots of different aspects of your life. One thing that I found in working with clients is that decisions for many of my cluttered clients have trouble with decision making, and uh, that's one of the reasons they have clutter. And um, they seem to it seems to get easier as as we go along because like and one of my clients with whom I worked for over a year said that she developed decision-making muscles and in working yeah. with me and she she definitely got more decisive as she went along so I think maybe if we if we notice whether we're having difficulty making decisions and, and try to employ some strategies to make it easier and just make the damn things because really they're they're <laughs> usually not right. life or death Right. Then, um, it could be helpful. Yeah. And and to, you know, the thing I was thinking about, the, the way I make decisions now is I very rarely regret my decisions because I feel like even if I at some point in the future think, you know, I would have made a different decision, I still feel like at the time I made the best decision I could. And that and and sort of knowing that makes it easier to make the decision. Mm-hmm. Interesting, and that's such good self care. I think. I mean, yeah. to know that just give yourself credit for doing your best, um, right? And it doesn't have to be perfect. And in most things, chances are good it, you won't even remember the ramifications of the decision. I mean, usually, I mean, we just make so many decisions in the course of a day. I mean, yeah. buying a car or not buying a car is a big decision because there's a lot of money involved. But the daily decisions that we make, um, what to eat at that restaurant, not that big a deal. Right. Yeah. Right. This is sort of off topic, but it just popped into my head is one of I've had the opportunity to travel to Europe a number of times. And most times I find it like really fun and exciting. And even if I have no itinerary and no reservations and I don't know where I'm going, it's usually like not that stressful, but um, I've mostly traveled by train that way. But one time I traveled by car that way. And that was one of the most stressful trips I've ever been on. Because, you know, in a train, there's like one or two stops for the city you want to go to and you get off and then you go f- figure out where you're, you're going to stay somewhere relatively close to the train station. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the decisions are so limited. But when you're traveling by car, like you may not even really be able to tell. And obviously this was before um, smartphones and Wi-Fi and stuff. But, you know, you, you sometimes you couldn't even tell if you were in the city yet uh-huh. or what <laughs> right. part of the city was the main part of the city. And you're facing and forks all the time or, you know, decisions all the time, which way to yeah. turn or not turn. Yeah. Oh, that's right. interesting. And it was so stressful. You know, you get into town and it'd be like, is, where do we go? And, 
and how do we get there? And, and then when we get there, what do we do? And like, it's just constant, constant, constant decision-making. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to relax into it and enjoy it. Subsequent trips where I've um, had a car, we had set reservations. So those things were not, um, they weren't at play. But God, I forgot about that. Like, it feels ridiculous sort of complaining about, you know, being on vacation in Europe. But it was really not that much fun (laughs) because it was so stressful and that's not how a vacation is supposed to be right right it's interesting so minimizing decision making in your vacation can be helpful in making it more fun and i do that i don't vacation much but i do that by by actually by planning right so i like knowing where i'm going right and how to get there and then i can enjoy myself because i don't have to make many decisions but i can totally get how being flexible is fun and having limits around it, like taking a train. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, but I think that, you know, all of these things point to a few basic points, which is to know what's most important to you about the decision. um, And then use those parameters to narrow your options and, and make a choice. Right. I think we figured it out. I, that's it. The end. <laughs> <laughs> but the and and to to let yourself make a good enough decision, you know, right. make the good enough choice. Good Go. enough is almost always good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Almost right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We may have to do an episode on when good enough is not good enough. Right. Well, we did already talk about it in terms of that one menu. I don't remember what episode. In terms of what? The, that menu that I sent you the picture of. Oh, um, yeah. The low resolution. <laughs> right, logo, yeah. But, right. Yeah, I think we, t- we talked about that in the context of what is good enough. Right. Ah, so now we need a, perhaps an episode on what is not good enough. <laughs> well, no, when is good enough not good enough? Right. I think it's a subtle difference. Okay. <laughs> You're like, why? Okay. That's what I meant, but yeah, okay. <laughs> when is good enough not good enough? I hear what you're saying. That is different. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we can decide on that later. Yeah. And, and, and if you're listening to this and you would like us to do that episode, let us know. Please do. You can leave a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Or you can um, contact us through our website. And our email is hello at gettingtogoodenough.com. And then we're on a variety of social media channels. We're on Twitter at GTGenough and Instagram at gettingtogoodenough. And where else are we? I think we're on Facebook. Oh, and yeah. We have a Facebook group called Getting to Good Enough. Yeah, which we would love to have you join. Yeah. Please join. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else to say about decisions today, Janine? Uh, no, I feel don't let decisions be hard. Let them be easy and know that they're really uh, not that important typically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it came out of way more negative than I meant it to be. Just let it be easy. 
<laughs> let it be easy and yeah I think that's I think that's it and and I would just add to that that um, um, maybes are no's until they're yeses that mm-hmm. you know if you're having a hard time making a decision that doesn't need to be made right now to make the decision to that it's a no for now like your car yes and so thank you for listening this is shannon wilkinson in portland oregon and janine adams in st louis missouri and we hope that good enough is getting easier for you another one in the can (laughs) 